Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. What's up, everybody? This is Clark Schmidt here, pitcher for the New York Yankees. And you are listening to the boys of 161st Street, the greatest Yankee podcast in the world. Thank you guys for tuning in. This is 161st Street, the All right, welcome back to the boys of 161st Street. This is episode 198, almost at episode 200. I know. Don't know what we're going to do for it, probably nothing, but almost at episode 200. It's pretty cool. Today is May 9th. The Yankees win the series 2-1 to against the Rangers, and the offense has been kind of dead since they were cutting up at the Rangers game. I don't know, DJ Rizzo and Judge... Drinking some beers at the Rangers game. Don't know if it's the curse of the Rangers. That's to be determined. But since that game they went to on Thursday, the Yankees have been scored. Uh, they've scored three runs or less in five out of the last six. And, well, that, uh, that dates back to before the Rangers game. Well, but I know what you mean. They haven't necessarily been cutting up on offense since huh. since they were cutting up at the Rangers game. And Nestor Cortez is going to be the second uh, unanimous Hall of Famer to <laughs> enter the Hall of Fame. But before we get into any of this Yankees talk, I guess this is kind of Yankees talk. Can we just, I know we've talked about the streaming services before, but I just want to bring it back up again because I personally, maybe I'm stupid, but I couldn't figure out the Prime video. It worked on on like the computer and it didn't work on my phone. And it just like... You were out of town though, I weren't you? I was in New York still. I know oh. you mentioned that. Like, it's just, I was in the car. It didn't work. I, it just, can we just... I, I couldn't get it up here at all. Um, okay, so I, I'm not the dumb one here. I, I might no, be for other not. reasons, but I not for this. crazy because obviously it wasn't on Yes, but I have MLB.TV too. And so when I tried to log in, I have Amazon Prime. I have Apple or uh, MLB.TV. I tried to go in through Amazon Prime and it was like this game. You can't like buy this game or upgrade or anything right now from this device or whatever, but you can't watch the game. And then it like directed me to MLB.tv because that, I guess, was how it was going through Prime or something. And then I pull up MLB.tv and it's like, oh, Yankees Rangers uh, game of the day. And it, then it was blacked out. <laughs> yeah. so I couldn't watch the first game and I was very upset about it. It makes me very happy that you call it MLB.tv. Yeah, I know, specifically <laughs> TV. Is that why you were mentioning that you were watching the highlights and then you were like, yo, we should it was so funny because in the group chat I was watching the highlights of the second <laughs> game because I I had some Mother's Day festivities going on during the second game, so I couldn't watch that one really either. I was okay. That was funny I because you mentioned in the group chat you were like, hey guys, we should have really won that game two of the doubleheader. <laughs> I, I, just... I said that when it was judge bases loaded two outs and he got out. I Which just... we should have won that game, but it's, yeah. a, it's so fucking annoying because all MLB does is bitch about growing the game and they add all the stupid shit and trying to like make it shorter and all this other stuff. Like, yeah, let's shave 10 minutes off a baseball game so we'll you know add all this other just miscellaneous random shit. But 
I mean, where to actually watch the game is a goddamn mystery. So, I mean, uh, it's, it's just, it's just I don't old. even know where it is until I go onto like literally like the Yankee Report page and he tells me where to go watch it. And I'm like, all right, thanks, dude. The only reason but I know where like, it is is because the only time I know when it's not there is just because people are bitching on Twitter for like six hours before the yeah, game. Yeah, that's how I figured it out. I either go to the Yankee Report page or I go to Twitter. And it, it, it's never positive. It's not like, oh my God, guess what? We're going to get this awesome new watching experience on Apple TV. It's like, are you guys fucking joking me? We're going to Apple TV. Well, the one good thing like, about the when I did figure out the Prime Video broadcast is it was just the regular Yes Guys, but it was on yeah. Prime Video, which was that I was I was happy with once I was able to figure it out, but it was behind though. Again, it was behind, but also I pay for cable for this reason. I know this is the first year that I've had cable in like the last five years, and I've gotten like not a lot of Yankee games out of it. But I, I will say that I'm glad it wasn't a random team like it was for the Apple TV Plus. The Apple TV Plus was the fucking worst broadcast I've ever seen in my life, and it's not yeah. close. No, Apple TV got those broadcasters off of Indeed or something. That was just that was stop. brutal. But they showed the fucking grounds crew more than they did the team. Or the game, whatever. Anywho, that was my little TED talk on the shitty fucking broadcast. But what did you, you want to bring something up before we get going to the hot or not? Me? Yeah. Oh, I you mean, thing. no, yeah, no, we're good. I just didn't, I didn't know you were going to give me the stage so early. You know, I just, I, I, I had this epiphany, uh, not really an epiphany, but you know, I've, I've, I want to be positive about the team because of how things are going right now. And they're the first team to 20 wins and everything like that. So I'm very happy and I'm, I'm tired of sounding negative when I say this, but I've determined something. We're tired of it too. Today. Now, I mean, I haven't really been negative recently. It's pretty but, hard to be negative when you have the fucking most but wins no, but no, in baseball. So there's always, you know, I've, I've said it since the beginning of the year and before the year, even when we were on the big winning streak and everything like that is that, you know, I don't think that this is sustainable over a month, and I think they've proven that recently. So rather than you know, harping on that, I think that I'm going to spin it that our pitching is good enough to keep us in these games, and the defense is much, much more improved. That being said, we have I, the least errors in all of baseball. I think that we are a couple – if they play this well – Obviously, this is not sustainable to you know go twenty and eight over twenty eight games over and over and over. But you know what I mean. If they're if they're still playing this well and they're in the lead, I think if they can actually pull the trigger on a few deadline deals, because there's not there's nobody or there's a few positions that you can replace people center field, left field, just to name a two two off the top of my head, and bring in just one or two more consistent bats. I think I think that would make them a World Series contender rather than. This team that can be good, not great. I think that, or even great, but not a World Series contender, just because of the inconsistency. I think that's where I have evolved as a fan. Is that I think that they legitimately are one or two consistent bats away from winning. Who's an example of somebody realistic yeah. that you're thinking? Like who pops into your head? When you I mean, obviously that? the deadline's far away, but the deadline's very far away. I don't even know who's, who's available sellers, or you never anything know. like that. I'm just saying if there is a if there's this is the year with the judge question marks and the question marks going forward about this team that you don't really worry about the cost i mean within reason obviously of a short term rental that could put you over the edge i think that the pitching has finally come to a place where they can obviously carry you through games at least so far it's still early but if they're still doing it come july come 
August, whenever the deadline is. I think they changed it this year. I don't fucking know. There, there was something about it. But if it's still doing that and you're just a couple consistent bats away to where you're not having these lulls where you have, you know, six games where you just forget how to hit and then you have 10 games where you do and do that because, you know, if you if you forget how to hit for six games in the postseason, you're done. Your season's over. So I think if you can get two or three stabilizing bats that are – more of the Isaiah Kiner Falefa type. Yep. So there's my hats off to him. I'll, like he hasn't been great the last like few games, but he has kind of you know righted the ship. So if you can get more guys like that, more DJ LeMay, who's more bat on ball, you know, kind of doing a job. You know, Anthony Rizzo's of the world. I think that I think that makes this team a World Series contender. I don't. So. Uh, a couple things on that. <clears throat> One, I don't know who. You can really push out it by acquiring. Like the I think only, it's the only person, the only person that I could see getting pushed out would be Donaldson, which I hope he won't really have a much they of a role of the at the time. But he, they won't because of the money. Center field, Hicks is having a pretty nice season, albeit his runners and scorers numbers are pretty bad. But he's having a pretty nice season. Joey Gallo, they're not going to not play Joey Gallo, and I think Joey Gallo will be better than he has been playing. He's been heating up a little bit as of late as well. So. I mean, I, I just don't know that if they... The only thing I see at this moment is that I mean, they would get, like, a, a depth piece. I, I just don't... Unless they go after a fucking huge name or I mean, something. Hicks is playing terribly right now. Right now, but over the course of the season, he's not having a bad year. I, I'm just saying he's replaceable. He, he is, could be, and that's probably he, the only Hicks thing... Is, Hicks is the depth piece that you're talking about. If you go out and get a real center fielder, which, again, I don't know who's going to be on the market, so this is all just speculative and this is what i'm saying that i think would make them a world series contender contender is that aaron hicks is that depth piece aaron hicks is not the center i mean if we had more consistent hitters all around the lineup then that's fine if you have that weakness out there um or in the lineup really but he's the perfect guy to come in and draw a late walk or something like that obviously you don't want him with runners in scoring position right now but if you need a guy in the World Series to, you know, like I said, draw a walk, do something, you're down in the ninth inning, you need a guy to lead off an inning and get on base, then he's the perfect depth piece for that. But I don't think he should be, as it sits with this team, I don't think he should be starting in center field in a do or die, you know, World Series game. I just don't. If they're if they're serious about winning the World Series, I think he's a guy that could that could easily be replaced for somebody more consistent. And I, again, I don't know who that person is off the top of my head. This is a great idea in theory. It may not even have a chance of working out depending on what the market looks like, but that's kind of where I've developed. And that's where I've grown is saying that we have a good enough pitching and defensive team to make up for the offensive lulls this year. But I don't, I still think we're a few bats away, consistent bats away from being a true world series contender something that could be you know taken care of in a trade yeah i was just trying to this is all speculative like you said but i was just trying to look through the current war leaders and try to see like who like you know if there was a big time war leader on the reds or something like that that would be potentially available at the deadline but even finding a name like that wouldn't be really relevant so but I agree. I think pushing Hicks to a depth piece would be the only move I think that could happen. And then Hicks being a depth. I just don't know. It's 
It's hard. I, I think the hard. teams. I think the teams very very good that you don't even need to talk. But I, I agree. I think the point being is we're good enough to win a World Series this year. And I think that's that's a lot to say for somebody like you. That that's think, when when Chandler is saying that we're a, a few pieces away at the at the deadline to win a World Series to be in very much favorites to win the World Series as of right now. It's a very good thing to, when you're hearing that on the podcast because I'm very much in the camp. It's hard to not be in the camp that you can win a World Series. Even John Heyman, he just posted that article today that he said I don't even know what what that term was. What'd you say? That's what he called. He called them the team to beat in the AL. Yeah, they, he called us the team to beat in the AL, which I, it's hard to say that we're not. I mean, the team to beat is either us or the Blue Jays, and I mean, it's not the like the Angels are playing well, but it's not the Angels. I mean, the Rays are playing bad. Red Sox are fucking terrible, apparently. Just other teams, nobody from the the AL Central. It's, the Astros aren't really doing amazing, like knocking the doors off people. It's just like we're clearly the team to beat in the AL right now. And I I do agree. I think I think we're gonna we're gonna run it. I think it's I think it's. I don't think we need extra pieces because I, I think. And you mentioned the the starting pitching too, and all just pitching in general. I know it's been only a month and change, but they've been doing this since last year. That was our yeah. that was our strong suit last year. So I don't think this is gonna go anywhere. But you know what I'm saying though is that we're the inconsistency at the plays. The only thing that scares me is what I'm getting at is that I think if you could add. If you could add even one, just one really good consistent bat to this team, yeah. it, I think it would do wonders. Because we we started to get there by bringing in guys like Kiner Falefa and you know DJ LeMayhew and Anthony Rizzo, and we bring we brought these guys in, and I think that we're one away from kind of shedding that narrative of the big slug. I mean, they're going to hit home runs. They're going to be the big slugging lineup, but the strikeout or bust lineup, which we've grown accustomed to the last couple of years. Yeah, I'm just not expecting a big... In my head, and I think it's just from, like, preseason articles on, like, who could get moved before during the lockout, but, like, a Mitch Hanniger type... That would be good. He kind of seems like the guy... I mean, he's not a center fielder, but Judge in that instance would probably end up playing center. But, like, I feel like it's that kind of guy who's, like you said, a pretty good consistent hitter i don't know what his contract situation is and i don't even know how old he is i'm assuming he's about 30 mariners could also not be sellers they're playing pretty well no i i agree and that's that's but like it's that but kind of guy right? jerry like depoto's their gm right isn't he yeah. known for being like the most active trade guy in the world like even when they're winning like last year they traded uh yeah, that's true they traded like their graveman. biggest yeah graveman their biggest clubhouse guy yeah. to the astros in the division so I, don't, I mean, obviously like that Hanniger is a franchise cornerstone there, but it's 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 hard to speculate on names, and it doesn't really do anything for us now. But it's it's just the, it's the point that we're one. I think we're one consistent bat away from being a true contender. I think that we have the pieces to get far. I I just don't know that they're consistent enough to do it there, and that's I'm saying we're a piece away, not multiple anything like that i think if there's a year in recent memory that we could do it i think it's this year so yeah. that's what i'll that's what i'll leave it at who i could see in that now that i'm thinking about it, it just seems like a typical yankees move is like a like an ian hap ian that's, Happ would that's be the awesome. only one that i was thinking of when i was looking at i was looking at just the war leaders in the outfield on shitty teams and he's like the only one i could see he's having a good year i haven't really he's having a good year yeah he's not an attendee 
He's not like a huge uh, batting average guy. Ben Attendee, we were talking about that last year. That wouldn't be opposed. I would love Ben. That Ben Attendee would be perfect. Let's move on from this. But this is so far. Out, I mean, it's far, but this is. A, I mean, it's a testament to how well the team's playing, and it also. No, I know. It, I mean, it the specific the, names. This is ridiculous. I know. Just to say a specific name. No, the, one of these guys could get hit by a bus and not be a baseball player by the no, time well, by the time the deadline type comes. Of player that we're looking to bring in. Yeah, yeah the no. time, I'm just a- saying the echelon yeah. that we're looking for. Yeah. yeah. You guys, you want to get it hot or not? Sure. Who wants to do hots? Who wants to do the knots? Dibs on not. Okay, I'll do the, I'll <laughs> okay. do the hots then. Um, Hit me with the music. Okay, let me think here. God damn it, I did that again. That's two times in a row. All right, first up for the hots, obviously Nasty Nestor. Obviously, he almost throws a no-hitter on Monday. First pitcher in Yankees history with at least 40 strikeouts, six runs or fewer allowed in his first six starts of the season. On the season, he's got 31 strikeouts, 182 ERA, and he is just, I mean, you look across the league, he's first in ERA, he's fifth in opponent's batting average, he's eighth in strikeouts, just nasty, oh, nasty, you buying it? Oh, totally, yeah. Okay. Labor Torres walk off in game one of yep. the Sunday doubleheader. Most walk off since anybody since 2018 when he joined the league. 172 WRC plus in the last seven days. Two homers, four RBIs. Buying it. Garrett Cole, 18.2 innings pitched without a run before he let up that homer when he was potentially left in a little bit too long, but on the season now, 37 strikeouts and a 267 ERA. Buying it. All right. I mean, I mean, we need to just. I know we talk. We almost. It's like a recurring segment now talking about Nestor Cortez, but it's just ridiculous what he's been doing. It, he's just. He legit. I, I teased it on the top of the show, but that he's going to be the second unanimous president of the Hall of Fame. But like, he is playing out of his goddamn mind. And, and, no and this, and this is after a, a game where he potentially had his worst start of the year, where he let up like four runs to a very good. Blue Jays team and kept us in the game and it's just today he just goes out and absolutely shoves he's doing the thing where he's throwing sidearm obviously he's he's quick pitching people he's just it's it's unbelievable and he throws his most pitches that he's thrown the entire probably his career what was it 115 his his season high was 91 he threw like 105 or something he's never he'd never sniffed the eight inning eighth inning yeah he'd never thrown seven I don't think or but yeah, no, the seventh inning. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Seven point one was his highest to sell eighth inning. Whatever. Either way. He no, yeah, no, I buy that. He well, the reason I buy it is because it's not just this year. He was I looked at it his numbers from last year too, and he's in the you know, the upper echelon of everything that he did last year when he was just the guy with the mustache that throws funny and rides the subway. So, you know, we talked about it a few episodes ago. It's time to you know respect Nestor Cortez as a pitcher, not just the funny guy. He's always going to be the funny guy because I mean he's got a mustache, he eats apples, he has a pet turtle. But you know, I think he still has a turtle. They donated it to like a kid shelter or oh, something. Okay. But um, yeah, no, I I totally buy that. Nestor Cortez is fantastic. I don't think that he's a guy. I know we always talk about when is the league going to catch up with him and the way he throws funny and stuff. But I just I don't. Obviously, he's not going to have a one eight or one six ERA for the rest of his life. But I think that his stuff I think that question's dead though. His stuff is good enough though to where he can play in this league and be an effective pitcher for multiple years. I think 
Yeah, I think the whole quick pitching, sidestepping, all that funky stuff took away a lot from the stuff he has because he also only throws, you know, the 92 mile an hour or whatever. So when you take all that sidestep stuff away, he's still this east-west type pitcher that finds the zone. And it was just overshadowed for a really long time. And now we're finally getting to see, you know, what he looks like. And he still does that. He still shakes it up. And that's what gets him through the order the third time. Totally fine. You pair him with a guy like Jose Trevino that is uh, – say what you want about his hitting. He can't fucking hit himself out of a wet paper I sack. I love Jose but Trevino. You, but you pair a guy like Nestor that nibbles at the corners and does does these little things with a guy like Trevino who is quite literally the best framer in Major League Baseball. And, I mean, that's a dangerous combo. I don't think he's going to have Jose Trevino for the rest of his life because the bottom line is you can't hit you know, .06 and stay in – the league as an everyday starter, but I, I honestly don't care. I don't care. I, either. I would, I would just like tell, to see I'm Trevino. Just no, cause it's just like a work of art out there. Like I don't care if he's an automatic out. And I've been preaching this for a while on this podcast. I would prefer just a defensive wizard behind the plate. You can be an auto out. I don't care. We have a lot of guys in the lineup one through eight in this lineup. They're going to hit or one through seven. Most of the time. I don't know if you want to count Donaldson in that, but like we yeah. have, we have hitters in this lineup that we can afford to allow to allow there to be an automatic out, especially when there's an, a guy like Trevino who is a hundredth percentile in pitch framing, and that's not just one of these random sabermetrics that you look at and it's like, oh, you know, I don't know if that necessarily matches the eye test. Like, let me ask you're you looking this. at him like today. He literally is stealing strikes. There's some on the outside corner that he is just stealing for pitchers, and it's just something obviously that pitchers fucking love. Nestor Cortez loves it, and I just. Knowing that he's a 100th percentile pitch framer, I've paid extra attention to it, and he is just, it's art. It's art behind the plate, and it's really fucking cool to see. And when you can expand the zone by another extra half an inch for a guy like Nestor that really needs all that east-west room that we mentioned before, it makes a huge difference. Let me ask you this real quick, and I I think this would apply a lot to Murphy because I know he loves the name I'm about to say, but, and I, again, I'm not, saying a specific name because that's who I think they're going to get. I'm just saying, I think that this could be something they look at at the deadline. If things are going well and you have a guy like Sean Murphy, who's on the market, Mm -hmm. if that happens and they work and that's a stabilizing force in the lineup that I think could make a huge change coming come October. If they go out and get a guy like that, do you think it's Trevino or Higgy that stays on the roster? That's if if question. if all things hold from here until the deadline, where neither of them are really hitting, but Higgy's obviously not hitting as bad. I think I think I, he's played himself into where that's a legitimate question. I think that you have to keep Higgy just because if Sean Murphy was worse defensively than he is, like if we're saying Sean Murphy and not another catcher, then maybe you need to rely on a defensive replacement a little bit more and maybe the defense matters a little bit more. But the bottom line is that Sean Murphy would be an everyday catcher and he'd be a really good everyday catcher. So you're going to try to squeeze every ounce out of the bat that you can, whoever's going to be on the bench. And if he has a little bit of an edge there, then give it to him. I just, I just love what Trevino has done. Like you have to credit him. Like the pitching has been otherworldly this entire year. If you just take away Trevino, like that 
he adds a lot to that. Like, you have I, to factor in the way he calls a game too. That's what I mean. He's the quarterback of this. Basically, he's he's not as much a factor as the actual pitcher is himself, but like he's damn close. Like a guy behind the dish, we've seen the difference between a guy who can't call a game and Gary Sanchez. Now this breath of fresh air, having a guy behind the dish who can call a great game and also steal strikes. It's just that ability is something that we haven't seen in a while. And I don't know that we even should be in the market for a guy like Sean Murphy. We should probably put all of our eggs in a different basket. If we're going to go for somebody at the deadline, whether it be just getting an extra arm just because like, just why not the rich get richer all the time? Why don't we just double down? Like, I don't necessarily think that I would be okay with just like, Getting Sean Murphy's probably a good defensive catcher, but like the way he's handled, I mean, the, the chemistry between this specific catcher and our rotation this year, you kind of just have want to ride the hot head. I don't know. That's just me. I think I, I personally have just loved what he's been doing defensively. Maybe that's just the type of baseball fan that I am. I just, I really like this, the little small things like the small ball and pitch framing and all that shit. Like I, I don't, I, I think we're fine with an automatic out there. And if he gets anything, it's, it's great. That's gravy. And the other two guys, we we're kind of loaded at defensive catcher. Like if he gets hurt, we have roadhouse just came back. Didn't he? He's a, he's a, a very good defensive catcher. And he's a lefty. So you could switch it uh, during any, like, it's just, we have options. We have three at catcher. guys that fill the exact same role. And that is a defensive catcher that can't hit. Yep. One of them is a lefty. Otherwise, they're really all the same. Higgy's somewhere in the middle of both of them, it seems like, whereas he's a little bit less of a defensive catcher in the sense of framing and calling a game than Trevino is, but he hits a little bit better. And, you know, how many how many decent – how many bad hitting catchers do you really need on a roster? Yeah. No, you're right, and one of them will probably be sent down, but I don't think necessarily we need to get – a new catcher because we have three of the same, you know what I mean? Well, my whole point is I'm not saying we need to um, necessarily go after a catcher. Like that needs to be the priority. I'm just saying if they decide to get that stabilizing lineup for us and there is a guy that fills a role and your clear biggest weakness in your lineup is catcher and somebody is available that fills that void and plays good defense, I think that's a route that they could go. There's not a lot of good hitting catchers in baseball anymore. Yeah, but I mean, the whole point of that is not to talk about the trade itself or anything like that. I was just genuinely curious if you think that Trevino's played his way to where, if that was a scenario, that he would be there over Kyle Higashioka. I do. I I like Trevino a lot. I don't care that he gets. I'd be fine with either one. I think I would be fine with either two. He has seven hits on the season, and I don't. I don't give a shit. Legitimately, at this point today, I think it would be a coin flip too. I but I also think that we're kind of just just counting this we're fine with him being an automatic out. I, I'm for one, I'm not fine with that. I get that catchers traditionally are not going to be the best hitter in your lineup, but I mean, if you're, gonna be, if we're talking about needing somebody in the lineup anyway, to be a world series team, you know, if, if you're going to have your catcher hitting 150, that's a problem. We were so mad about that with Gary Sanchez. Well, 150 would be the reason we're okay with that is because Gary Sanchez was a terrible catcher. And it's like you said, a breath of fresh air to finally have a catcher, but it's going to get old fast. Yeah. Having a catcher that can't get. Yeah. If he doesn't, if he just doesn't do anything in a big spot or something like that, then I'll be pissed. But I I don't don't know. know. It's just, just a scenario. That would be, I don't think that that's going to happen. I don't think that, I, I mean, look, we know how the front office runs this team, and I don't think that they're going to sell prospects to 
even if there is a chance to win this year, I don't think that they're going to pay up for the person that they need, especially for a rental, which is what they basically need. So I, I don't think it's going to happen. It's just a fun, it's a fun thing to think about when you have offensive voids and you have guys that are performing well, and especially here where it's an interesting case where he's performing well on one side of the ball and not the other. So I don't know, just an interesting little conversation. Something that's uh, a luxury for us to be thinking about at this time of the year when this time last year we were like, well, shit, I mean, we're a month into the season and we're probably going to be sellers. So, uh, you know, it's these are fun conversations we get to have now that we didn't last year or in 2020. So, you know what? Let's let's enjoy them. Yeah. I mean, one person that we just mentioned before we got on the air, Tyler Stevenson, is on a team that it's currently has like four wins. So uh, he's 25, so I don't know if they'll – get rid of him but he's he's damn so good sean so if we can what sean murphy's i don't know if he's actually 25 but he's not he's younger i think even i think he's in his 30s anywho let's talk about sean people who are currently <laughs> on the yankees so glaber torres is just i mean now he's literally i don't know if it was before this we know i know we've been mentioning it that he has had more walk-offs than anybody since 2018 when he joined the league but now it's it's fully official so i don't know if it wasn't before it is now um so. That being said, he has like is he we we I want to pose the question is he the most clutch Yankee but like yeah. I feel like that's fucking obvious. I mean, the proof is in the pudding, but I have a question for you. I think it's the answer is yes that he's the most clutch Yankee statistically. He's, the most, he's statistically the most clutch person in baseball since 2018 when he joined the league. That's just the numbers. My question to you is do you think that's the same question and do you think that in a big spot, you would still pick Glaber Torres personally to be the guy to get the big hit. No, we talked about this last episode too. I'd pick Anthony Rizzo, but I, that I was mean, a quick. It was very quick. Well, because we talked about it last but episode, he's done, for like he has an like hour. two homers since then that that no, walked off games. I know. I just I, and it's maybe it's not logical on my part, but I just I feel so comfortable with Rizzo at the plate to get a job done, and I just I'm just going off like a ten year career rather than Glaber, who's had two good years and a couple of questionable ones at best. If, if, if it came down to it in a big spot in a World Series or a playoff series, because that's when this shit matters. It doesn't matter right now. Nobody gives a fuck in May or June. If it came down to it in the World Series, I would feel a lot better with Anthony Rizzo up than I would with Glaber Torres. And that's not a shot of Glaber Torres. Anthony Rizzo's just been there. He's done that. And he fits the profile of a player who knows what to do with the ball in a big situation. Bonafide vet. Very well said. So um, I take it you also would pick Rizzo Murph? I, I don't think I'm as confident about it as Chandler is, but I, I don't think I don't really think you can go wrong with either of those two. Those are two great options. I think we're discounting DJ a little bit. Uh, seen no, I'd be very, perfectly very okay with DJ. In some very, very big spots as well. Um, I think there are about six guys I'm comfortable with. Five. In that that is Stan, Judge, Hicks. DJ, Glaber, Rizzo. I think any of those I'm comfortable with. That was a joke, by the way, with Hicks. There's not a yeah, fucking sorry. joke. I picked up on that. Okay, <laughs> just making sure for the people out there that they know that I don't think that I would ever have Hicks. I wouldn't. Ha- I wouldn't let Hicks hit off a tee in a big situation. I, don't know, I just want to bring it back up because up. I, I know that he, I mean, no, it's very, they put the graphic up there that he has the most homers, most walk-offs since he entered the league. And I think it's just, I don't know. 
Maybe it's a little disrespect to Glaber. It's not disrespectful. It, it's not. I, I think I would still pick Rizzo as well. Exactly. But not. But I think it's very goddamn close, as it should be. He has the most. So I mean, the fact by that, the numbers, he has the most. So the fact that he can make it that close is respectful to him because because of Rizzo's pedigree and he's done it in the World Series. He's won a World Series. The fact that Glaber makes it even a conversation, especially after the two years he's had. I think that's I think that's all the respect in the world to him. Bad fit today. You think that's where he's gonna stick? Mm, if he can stay hot, he might. I mean, made the hot list. Let me see where he's been bad in this. <laughs> well, year. our hot list. I, I don't think factors list. into uh, does factor. the computer's decision and their lineups every day. I it's almost said up. Boone, but that would be assuming he actually has any say in anything. Did we get? Did we record after he got ejected the other night? I don't think we did. That was cool. Yeah, he hit the umpire with a he's six fucking seven. (laughs) I don't know. Whenever Boone gets, I was reading his lips and now I can't remember what it was. Whenever Boone gets ejected, I still feel like it's just forced. That one wasn't. He the umpire. That one was not. He like no no that one wasn't. The umpire was like fighting back with him. Did you see that? No, the, dude, he was saying, touch me, touch me, touch me. Yeah, they were like fucking two like, inches from each other. Like, that was not, yeah. that wasn't a rally the team 2021 Aaron Boone. Like, you know what? I had the cool savages in the box one. So now I feel like I need to rally the troops. This was a true, like, Aaron Boone was an inch away from getting a 10 game suspension. Yeah. It was and, like and, an old fashioned, like, Billy Martin type. <laughs> he was so fucking livid, and it was awesome. I don't know he what it is. Went out today again. Yeah, I will dude, they were calling I mean the ball on DJ was below his shins and then they called it again on Judge. I've never seen DJ react like that to a strike call. No. Is DJ just like can we talk about that? Is DJ getting like is he just not a robot anymore? Like he's showing emotion. Between mean the Rangers thing and then him just drinking the beer and taking pictures of Square Garden yeah. taking pictures with everybody and then now Maybe he's, he's just getting comfortable. Now he's gone off just to the settled in. Blues. Hey, maybe maybe he just needed the long contract. Last year he had a, a kid on the way, the new dad. Now he's settled in. Life's life's good. He's got his contract. His family's in order. His kid's sleeping in a little bit. Now he can cut up <laughs> a little bit with the guys. I don't know. Found a sitter that he likes. He can go to the That's game. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it is a little bit, and I'll, I'll do this to spin it in a positive light. Maybe it is a little bit of what... They've all been saying, you know, you heard Gallo say it a couple of weeks ago that this is one of the best clubhouses I've ever been a part of. Maybe there's some actual truth to that. Obviously, nobody's like, yeah, this team fucking sucks. I hate being around these guys when <laughs> they're on an 11 game win streak. But maybe this wasn't just a cliche answer. Maybe there's a little bit of truth behind it. And he's actually having fun. I don't, I don't know. That's maybe they're breaking him out of his shell. Why not? It's Rizzo. Shout out Bronxy. Shout out Bronxy. Shout out Rizzo. Shout out <clears throat> Nestor. You want to bring up uh, Garrett Cole a little bit more? Because we, we, we talked about that he needs a, a nice fuck you start against the Rays to say he's back. I, I think he's back. I think that the, like, 21 scoreless innings uh, can can omit take the fuck you yeah. start <laughs> can... over against the Rays yeah. or against the Blue Jays. I, I do think he looks we good. have the Blue Jays coming up next. I do think that he he could really assert himself as, like, Does he pitch in that space? Hey, remember me. I'm Garrett Cole. Probably, Seems right? like he's set too. I mean, oh no, he did pitch yesterday. No, he pitched yesterday. Yeah, he pitched he yesterday. Might, he might so just miss the series. I think he'll his next start will end up being at Chicago. We haven't played the Rays yet, which blows me away. 
and it's what this is gonna be our third series with Toronto. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do we have a tough? Which stretch? is wild that we're getting all these games out of the way against against Toronto. Like the, I mean, I'll take it. I know the division right? could be like, not not decided, but like a large part of the deciding factor in this division, the head to head games against the Blue Jays, could be decided in fucking May. Which is ridiculous. If we can get, through, if we could win the series against them, that's was this a product of the season getting pushed back, or was this always going to be the case? The beginning was, and then it kind of, it's still kind of stacked. But if we can get out of these next two with Toronto with a split, and then we can take care of business the rest of the month, and then go to Tampa at the end, and you know, split or win that series too, we're in very, very good shape heading to summer. You said split, so we're only two. Games we're only two. Or? We're doing. Two at Toronto, four in Chicago against the White Sox. Yeah. Then you got four against Baltimore, three more against the White Sox, three more against Baltimore. So you need you have to win six out of those seven games against Baltimore. I mean, that's a given. That's you, you just have to do that. Baltimore isn't that horrible. Yes, they are. Compared to last year. Compared to last year when yes, they were they historically are. the worst team in the league. They're bad. Yes. You have to win six to seven of those Baltimore games. You just have to. I'm when sorry. When you're using the worst team in baseball statistically as a baseline, that's pretty, it's pretty hard to say that they're not. I mean, they're still They've fucking horrible. Pitchers, I'm not mad if we drop you know, two of those games. In the wise words of Damon Romeo, who's not with us tonight, you know, moment of silence, win series. Split this game against Toronto, win your series, take care of business against the Baltimore Orioles, and we have the chance to have a pretty cozy lead heading into summer, which say, you know, it's only June, it's only July, whatever. When does summer officially start? I, I count summer for baseball as June, July, May August. 21st. When does it actually start? Okay, that's not a, that's not true. I think it's like May 28th. Summer solstice? June I don't Isn't know. Isn't it June 21st? Isn't that know. how it actually starts, the summer solstice? Yeah. I don't know. I think it's June 21st. Okay, either way. No. I'm just saying. It's important. For June, July, <laughs> you know, you can say it's only... Again. What? We're facing Kikuchi again tomorrow. Yeah, maybe we can fucking hit the worst left-hander in baseball with an all-righty <laughs> lineup this time. I mean, god damn. But, and then it's Berrios who... Didn't we count I, it? We don't have to face a guy named Manoa, and we don't have to face a guy named Gosman. So. Goodbye, man. Did you see Gosman issued his first walk of the year today? Or whatever Thanks, it was? Jesus. I think it was today. Damon's not here, but I will now, in hindsight, agree that Manoa is scarier. Manoa's good. I, that was not me. Not by much. I was the one that telling you guys Manoa was scary, and you were like, no, he's no, not. I, I agreed he was scary. I never said he wasn't scary. I thought Gosman was scarier. I mean, now, Gosman had like 41 strikeouts before issuing a walk. I'd say it's pretty fucking Manoa scary. Manoa is oh, disgusting. There's Manoa a reason Manoa was like the number one pitching prospect in baseball. Yeah, you know what? He must have really... F- like flown under my radar because I didn't know who he was until last year. It's because he played on the Blue Jays. I'll be honest, I didn't really know who I he guess, was. I guess, but like I, I consider myself somewhat of a I usually no prospect before they get to the major leagues if they're that good, and I did not know who he was. He didn't have a prospect card in uh, with the show, Murph. That's why. Yeah, maybe that's what. It I was. just like I feel like I've never paid attention to Blue Jays pros. I, I pay attention to prospects a decent amount, and I can't tell you the last Blue Jays prospect that I I mean Boba Shett and them, but obviously so, but. Yeah. You know, before this Vlad, core, Vlad Jr. yeah, well, before this core of like Biggio and which but he's, he's not of- part of the core now, but but you know what I mean. Before that group of their baby bombers, if you will, of <laughs> Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and you know Biggio and Bichette, I 
I never really like I can't think of a ton of Blue Jays prospects. Like there's there's guys that stick out in my head, you know, like when John Gray was a prospect or Byron Buxton or Chris Bryant and all those guys, but I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's why I flew under the radar cuz And also all the spotlight was on Vlad Jr. So, yeah. Like everybody else was just irrelevant in that organization. Want to get into the knots? Sure. Mr. Murphy. First up on the knot list, we have Anthony Rizzo making his first appearance on the knot list. I was a little reluctant to put him on this list here, Murphy, but he's three for his last 31. He did have the big RBI double in the Monday afternoon game, but in the last seven games, he's a negative four WRC plus. 105 batting average, no homers, no ribbies. What do you think? He had to even it out at some point. He was so due for some negative for regression, as I like to say. Um, DJ LeMayhew, 35 WRC plus in the last seven games, 167 slugging, 167 batting average, one RBI, four for his last 24, and a 426 OPS. I'm not buying that. Not listed on that, Knotts, is the fact that he's cutting up now with the boys. So, you know, maybe he's on the hot list in a different area. But Aaron Hicks, no one on base has actually been pretty good. He's been bad 371, slashing 371, 488, and 860. With runners in scoring position, he's slashing .077, 263, 597. He's one for 13 with runners in scoring position with two double plays. With the bases loaded, four infield popouts. 10 hits this year, nine singles with no one on. It's just, he's, he's a different guy with runners in score position. And it's just, that's why he's making the not list for me today. Are you buying Hicks I, 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 with Risp? I, I don't know what to think of that, but no. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, the, the numbers, I, I, I the mean, numbers are two very different things. Like, am I buying that he's hitting 317? With, no. Am I buying that he's hitting 06? Nothing. No. I'm kind of grasping at straws here because when you have a team that has 20 wins on May 9th, there's not really that many knots and Hicks. Well, I, you'd have 21 if it wasn't for Hicks. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> he has been pretty fucking terrible. That's why I want to address it because he's been pretty awful. I feel like he's just a perpetual pop out with runners in scoring position. Or he's going to hit 235 and have a 400 on base percentage every year. However that happens, it, it'll, it'll figure itself out. And I feel like since he hit that one off the foul pole, he hasn't had a clutch hit. We're talking about the most clutch Yankees. He had a big one against the Mets in 2020. That's sick for him. And, really no, that was it was a seven-run ninth-inning comeback. Yeah. It was pretty cool. But That walk-off catch against the Twins, however long, or was that Cleveland? No, that was against the Twins, but that was before. That wasn't in the playoffs. That was in, like, July. All right, so maybe for the not list here, I'm talking about how Clutch Hicks is, and he actually has had a bunch of Clutch moments, so that's my hot or not question to you, Merv, is do you think Hicks will get back in the Clutch train? Not even a little bit. Okay. (laughs) Really? Not even a little bit? Not even a little bit. Okay, so he's selling it. sucks. I, I just don't agree. You know, no, he he's doesn't suck. He's you don't know what he is. That was a little bit ridiculous. He's the perfect depth piece. Okay, well, he said that already, but I'm just that's what I'm reiterating. It sucks. Is not his numbers Hicks are pretty good on up. the year. And if I'm, Hicks is up in a clutch situation, not pull great. somebody out of the stands and have him pinch it. If Hicks is up in a clutch situation, I'm putting on a movie and I'm putting them on. I mean, on he has a 680 OPS. It's, I mean, it's the only good thing he's doing. I mean, it's not base. worthy of him saying he sucks. Like he's he, slugging 290. 
Like he's just uh, eh, meh. He's fine. He, yeah, he's fine. He's he's not good. He's like he's not. He's exactly what he is. He gets on base. That's it. Yeah, and I'm just I'm frustrated with him because of his. His magics are bad. I know they're all blue. Yeah, that's not. Good. <laughs> it's not not a good thing. I'm telling you, he's not having a good year. It's like that that he sucks with. He's batting two fifty. That's better than his, his. You were the one that uses batting average against me all the time. And how not, don't ever use batting average. You're right. I don't know why you're defending Hicks. You were the biggest Hicks hater in the world. You just want to disagree with me today? No, I just I just don't think that he's worthy of saying he sucks. Like you, he's not, he's not useless. You've out been there. shitting on Hicks every day for six months. I don't want to hear it. As the one who was sort of defending Hicks because he theoretically could get on base, I just don't think he's it. I think he's over the hill. I think he's done. Yeah, I mean, Jonah Hill and uh, Brad Pitt wouldn't want him. Or they would want him, excuse me, because he gets on base. Yep. I mean, he's, an, he's well. in the eighth percentile in barrel percentage. That's, that, ain't, that ain't it. Um, But, yeah, I, I more on Rizzo, too, is like this is just a week. Um, He had the big double, the RBI double today in the game, so... You know, maybe that gets him back on the train, but I don't even, I'm not even remotely worried. Last I just, week I just we're talking about him as an MVP candidate. And I think we still should. Like, he's still having a fucking awesome year. I just think he's worthy of bringing up because he's on one of the tougher skids on the Yankees right now. And I feel and like when you have 20 wins, this is the type of thing that makes a not list. You know, 20 wins by May 9th, not really many things going wrong. So I feel like he has he this same thing every season of his career where he gets off blazing and then just has one really bad like month or month and a half and then the rest of the year he just evens out this is a week i think he'll like he'll he can go well, three just, for four tomorrow and then it's just like i'm just saying oh like, he's five for he's like seven for his last 32 like, no oh. i know i'm just saying historically speaking like think about turning on mlb network in june it's like oh rizzo's finally heating back up you know he had the torrid start and then in may he kind of just forgot how to play and then like now he's getting back to it and then he'll get hot again and then he'll just be him who is that's baseball soon. Yeah, he's like a 260 hitter. He's going to hit you 20 to 30 home runs, probably somewhere around 30 in Yankee Stadium. He's going to drive in runs. He's going to play platinum glove defense. Boom. Perfectly happy with that. Yeah. I mean, that's I, I don't really have that much to talk about in the knots. I just thought we'd bring him up because. Uh, I mean, he is not hot right now. So not, that, is, that is correct. That's what the thing's for. It's not, uh, it's not, it's not the sun. It's a lot more. Um, you know. Nobody, nobody on the sun. This is the even sniffing the sun. lowest occupancy on the sun to this point all year. I mean, we had a didn't we have a pretty shitty start to the year last year? If I remember correctly, yeah, we were five hundred. We were below five hundred at the trade had, deadline. <laughs> I think by this point we had like three or four guys on the sun. No, I think the sun was introduced like midway through last year. We should well, we would have if we retroactively placed people on the sun. Yeah, I think there would be if three or four people on the sun by this point last year. So. I mean, that's a good indication those, right like, there. We don't have those, like, borderline guys that come up from AAA for a little while and fuck everything up. Like, Yeah, we don't have any Jordan Davises or... Yeah, we haven't had any, like, at all. You better there's knock on wood. No, but I'm just Jordan saying, Davis. No, there's somebody else. The pitcher. Jordan Davis. Oh, Nick the, Nelson? No, the other one. Last year. Uh, yeah, Nick Nelson was on the team last Brooks year. Krisky? Brooks Krisky? Oh, fuck that motherfucker. Yeah. I hate Brooks Krisky. Walked like eight guys in a row. Dude, do you remember when he threw four wild pitches in one inning? Yes, that's the one I'm thinking <laughs> of. Yes. 
I just feel like everybody on the team now is like a, not a household name, but like there's nobody like that right now on the team. And the, the yeah. guys like that are like Jose Trevino, and he's he serves a very good purpose. Like yeah. he's yeah. he's he's the best at what he does in one. Well, like he's not just one just went out of left field. But who's the dude um, down? I believe in AAA that just made like the minor league team of the week. The starts with a W and someone. Brandon Lockridge. Like, oh, like. Uh, Ken Waldachuk. Ken Waldachuk. Yeah, he's yeah. nice. I like him. Is he gonna come up prematurely and fuck up? <laughs> I think that's the that's what we're trying to get at. No, is who's he gonna, won't. Who's gonna come up too early and be the worst and then make it to the sun? I can tell you, they're gonna have to go to the minors for a starter this week, and I think it'll probably be Heel Clark Schmidt, maybe. I don't I know. Think it's gonna be Schmidt. He was up more recently. Yeah, but he they weren't using him as a starter. I miss Clark Schmidt. I also miss Clark Schmidt. I miss Schmidt. Tyler Wade. <laughs> I, I never thought I would miss Tyler Wade, but I do. I very much miss Tyler Wade. And he he's cutting up. You want to talk about cutting up? He's cutting up in LA. And he's we talked about this before. He's just such a Cali boy guy. Like he's just like he he he's thriving right now. I, and I, I haven't even I'd looked miss. at his numbers. I really don't. Huh? You know who I thought I'd miss? Who? I don't. Sessa. Yeah, how's he doing? Let me, let me check in on him. He's he's hurt. He has a bicep injury. He's been out since like the fifth game. He ran over some catcher. Now I forget who it was. He ran over this, Tyler Stevenson. Yeah, that was the yeah. Tommy or the Tommy Fam shit. Yeah, he wanted to fight him over. Oh, yeah, it, it was, oh he yeah. said, "I don't invite him to my gym." He's like, "I know." He's like, "I know a guy. I know a guy that owns a gym." Like, fucking so congrats, sick, dude. dude. <laughs> You're also a multi-millionaire. You can just pay for a fucking gym membership, I mean, and you also have state-of-the-art awesome. facilities to work out in. I'll do Muay Thai. I'll do anything. Luke Voyage is like, dude, I'm I'm hurt. Like, I'm not gonna go do this. Yeah, Luke. It wasn't even like a malicious slide. Guy, it wasn't. He's a backup once again to Eric Hosmer, who was tearing the cover off the ball. So yeah, Eric Hosmer, Tyler Wade, two eighty six batting average. He's just so good. Oh my god, he's the everyday shortstop What's for. Anyway, also something I want to bring up too about the Angels, and I, I think we were talking about secondary teams beyond the Yankees. The Angels are my team. It's just Tyler Wade is the starting shortstop. Angels. Yeah, you can. I mean, we're not, we would only face the Angels. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I'm I'm a bit. I, I like the Angels. I want them to be good because I want to see Trout obviously in the playoffs, and I want to see Otani out there. I just hope it, they don't have to run through the fucking freight train that we are because we're gonna have to put a put a thrashing on them. But I I thought it was really cool when I saw Tyler Wade and Andrew Velasquez turn that play where uh, Velasquez threw one behind his back and uh, Tyler yeah. Wade. It's just. Those two guys, I am a big fan of. So, Let's I would go, love Angels. to see either LA versus LA or New York versus New York in the World Series. Like, that'd be so cool. It's got if it's like the Dodgers and Yankees. Obviously, that'd be really cool too. But if it's the Mets and the Angels, I'm gonna be so mad. LA versus <laughs> LA would be fucking terrible for a baseball fan. All the Why? games would be at like ten oh, o'clock yeah, at night. Oh, at that 10. would suck. <laughs> yeah. I didn't think of that. Like to watch the World Series, you'd have to stay up till two a.m. every day, or every game would be a day game. Wow, that would suck. Yeah, fuck that. I'll stick to the New York, New York one. That would be so. I've never been to City Field. That would be fun. City Field's cool. City Field's. I would like to go. I like. I like City Field. They got a nice Shake Shack in Center Field. The Center Field. I like Shake Shack. Trade deadline. Moral of the story here. 
let's bring back Tyler, Tyler Wayne. Yeah. And Velasquez. Velasquez has I, I saw a defensive metric that he has like the most defensive runs saved than like seven teams. He has more than like seven. It's just, I don't he's know how I can remember. But. He's gonna be the forgotten Yankee. Like I feel like he's gonna go on to have a pretty good career and then it's gonna be I just feel like it was so like unnecessary to get rid of him. Like why why did we at the time we didn't have a shortstop on the roster? It, both of them. Like, why are why are they both not on this roster? I just don't understand. Yeah, it makes no I mean, sense. I feel like we don't need both of them, but we, can. we don't. But we do, we didn't need to pay them much to keep them. Like, I it guess, just seemed like, stupid I mean, at the time. Let them let them go run around in L.A. Like, I mean, let them go run around in state. L.A. I think Tyler I mean, Wade would be a good piece play. on this they team. They wouldn't play over IKF even. I don't think. Yeah, but imagine we had them as just more depth pieces. Like Tyler Wade, Tim, Tim LaCastro. Tim LaCastro right now is only have four people on your bench. Dude, I don't. I, I just like. I like them. I like them a lot. No, I do too. I do like seeing them do well, though. So I, it's you know. I don't know. Hopefully, they win an ALDS. You know what? You're you're right though. I, I I'm I'm back on the train of it's it's a good thing we let them go because they're they're thriving and they would literally be doing nothing in Scranton right now. If, if you love it. something, you gotta let it go, Luke. Speaking yeah, of which, how's Clint doing? Farm Clint is also hurt. What yeah. else is? There was that whole list. Like now. everybody that we let go of was hurt. Gary, Luke, and Clint were all hurt within the first week. We got rid of a lot of people from last year. Now that I'm thinking about it, and they're like, all. It, it feels like dude. oh, we only brought in Donaldson and IKF, but Void's gone, Geo's gone, Gary's gone, Wade's gone, Velasquez is gone. Yeah, I'm missing somebody. Like there's so many. Sessa. No. Sessa was already gone. No. Uh. Let's see. Didn't we have a a pitcher? I don't I'm know. Not Heaney. Want to talk about how much of a cuck the Rangers coach is? Dude, what a bitch! Fuck that guy. That was so funny. For those of you who don't know, I don't know how you don't know, but the Rangers coach after the Glaber walk off in between the uh, he was in between the two games, the doubleheader. He said that you were just mentioning you know the things that everybody says like oh you know that's we lost on a little league home run in a little league ballpark and um, you know. That ball doesn't get out in any other ballparks other than this one. I, I'm pretty sure, and I, I haven't looked into it to see if this is correct or not, but I saw numbers online that they, they would have got out in 26 ballparks. So, and I they had two ball home ball runs ball. that were shorter than that. And everybody was just shitting on him, and he heard it, and he, he walked it back. This statement immediately yeah, after that, it. he retracted. Yeah, he was it like, like I'm joking. Like, no, you're not. Michael Cave made a pretty good joke of it today. I though. saw that. He, did you? He, he, it was like a beautiful day at Williamsport. Yeah. yeah, he yeah. took a picture by the short porch and he said, Be- "Beautiful day at Williamsport today." Dude, he had um, him and Cameron Maven were just shitting on him for four straight hours in the yeah. second game. Any like Stanton hit that ball four hundred and sixty-one feet, and they're like, "Yeah, I wonder if uh, that one got out far enough for him." Or certainly not a little league home run. Every single <laughs> thing the rest of the night was about that. They mentioned that. Again, I think during today's game, dude, he hit a ball. The home run they had yesterday, the first home run they had, that was like one row into the short porch. Like the second it cleared the fence, maybe not even second, whatever's faster than a second that you can pan a camera to the Rangers dugout. It was immediately not him rounding the bases like normal. It was just on their dumbass coach's face. He was like sitting there smirking. Somebody's like, got quick wits in the uh, in the video room. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean, I don't know, man. Speaking of K, how do you guys feel about 
the uh, the way he handles no hitters. I know a lot of people were talking about that, so I was curious your guys' take on that. I know you're not supposed to say it, but like it's also his job. So no, I know, but there are a lot of announcers that specifically don't say well. Well, for those who don't know, what I'm talking about K does not hold back saying the no hitter thing, and like I personally around the room here, my job isn't to talk about the Yankees or to get a crowd engaged or listeners engaged while the game's going on. It's so when I go around the room to Damon, I'm like, ah, oh, is he doing the thing? Cause that's just like an old baseball, you know, unwritten rule that we, we would always do when I was playing. So it's just like, that's why I don't say it, but I do see why well, I don't have a problem with him saying it clearly because he is like, if somebody just turns the channel on you, are you not going to say that there's currently potentially history happening right now to keep the audience locked in or get a new listener to really pay attention? Like it's almost like a a much bigger version of the two strike horn. Like get to get people engaged. You know what I mean, like you like if something crazy is happening, you want to tell people. You want to maintain viewers. Like, yeah. so I understand why he's doing it, but I I a little bit understand the the other side of things. Like why would you start jinxing it? But in and they were talking about this on the Michael K show as well. He's called him and John Sterling are two people that talk about no hitters openly while they're happening. They've called like the most no hitters out of anybody. So I, I think it's one completely it's one thing to talk about a no hitter on a broadcast or talk about it while you're sitting watching the game with your buddies or tweet about it as the account for the Yankees or hey send an alert to a phone there's a no hitter going on and it's a completely other thing to say it in the dugout. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. For and, that's, who, and that's why I don't, yeah. For the people who it's their job to report what's going on, like that's how he makes a living, then that that's fine. Do what you got to do. Like, yeah. Because he's not just, I don't know. Like you said, somebody who just tuned in, he's like, he's, you know, he's doing the thing. And it's somebody who's not like a big baseball like, fan. What do you mean? And they've been and working. It's a, it's a midday off, game. Yeah. Nobody, like. Some people just aren't on their phone. No, all the day stadium away. wasn't packed at all. Like you want, you want to let people know what's happening. Just like, maybe if Morakovitz goes into the dugout with a microphone and says, "Hey, Nestor, you're throwing a perfect game." For six innings. How do you feel? <laughs> yeah, then that's, that's, that's different. different story. Like, yeah, if he's in the booth saying that, it's not that. You know how many people in that given day say, "Hey, he's throwing a no hitter right now. Let me tune in to watch the game." And don't jinx it. Obviously, you it's, say it to him and say, "Hey, guess what? You're throwing a no hitter." Then you're gonna jinx it. You say it too. I mean, you don't think he fucking knows. I agree. I agree 100. percent But you don't. He knows. He was pissed. That's when you jinx it. Like that's the difference. Is you jinx it when you say it to the person that's doing it or around the person that's doing it. Which is why how each of us played baseball growing up, and that's and I'm sure everybody who feels this way about Michael K or anybody saying it is because when they were growing up in baseball, in the dugout, you didn't say it to that person. That's why we are all just, like, classically conditioned to feel this way, but and for his for his sake, he's, he's going to say it. Um, Honestly, for my own superstition, I don't really say it when it's going on. No, I know, and that's no, what I'm saying. That's why I continue to not say it. Yeah, I continue to not say it because that's just a fun little baseball tradition. Like, when I'm talking to Alyssa and it's happening, it'll be like, I'll say like he's doing the thing. I don't even want to even tell her. No, that's what happened to me. I was sitting on the couch watching it today, and I was just like, don't say it. Like, don't don't say it. She was like, why? What are you talking about? I was like, just just watch the game. Don't mention anything. There's one very, very important number to look at when they show the scoreboard, and don't mention that number. You'll know what I'm talking about. 
And then she blurts out, oh, he's throwing a no-hitter. Yeah, she, like, wait, is this a, wait, does that mean it's a no-hitter? Like, the thing you guys are talking about? God fucking damn it. Yes. Yes. And then he gives up a nuke. Yeah. And by nuke, I mean, I mean dribbler that... Superstitions. And I feel like a lot of people probably think that, but... Yeah, you yeah well, baseball fans. Yeah. Baseball purists. Also, one <laughs> thing I would like to say, snaps for Cameron Maben. He has, you know, now that we're a month in, he's kind of got used to the booth he is fantastic i love cameron maven oh yeah like we, we were you talking about how he would what were you saying Mark? yeah i was just saying in the beginning you can kind of tell that he was a, sort of a raw talent prospect in the booth and he's definitely fine-tuned his game i yeah. love him he he just it's funny too because i heard it yesterday he has already gotten comfortable enough to put michael k who has been doing this for fuck i don't know how long 20 plus years that like in his place they were talking about something and Kay was like you know it's hard to do this and he's like well you know what michael it's actually not hard you know like you just do this this and this is like all right i i really like camera maven i didn't know how i was gonna feel about it going into the season and he was a little raw but man he is he is great i think he was a great addition so yeah just want to give a a shout out to him if he's listening he did comment on one of our videos once i do like him almost as much as jose trevino for what's that what that's worth (sighs) those are some big words yeah it's big shoes to fill he and michael k have some good uh some good dynamic rapport they do much better than fucking that's the word i was looking carlos beltran I think i think he's the he's so (laughs) bad dude he should be on the apple tv broadcast (laughs) <laughs> I didn't think it was possible to make that worse. I think he would make that worse. No, he would make that better. No, he wouldn't. I it just can't really. Yeah, no. <laughs> He's so fucking bad. He's bad. <laughs> He's so bad. All right. You guys got anything else you want to talk about? No. Let's No uh, more runs for Monty again. That's cool. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. At this point, I'm gonna start betting on no runs by the Yankees every time. Yeah, but Monty the Yankees scores. team total under every time. You'd think books have to adjust for us, be like one and a half. It's ridiculous. I don't know. Chalkboard ad there. You can place your Yankees under bets. Yeah. All right. That'll do it for us. Uh, Go download the chalkboard app. Link is in the description and uh, in in our bio and everything like that. Join our group chat. We're trying to make the biggest Yankees group chat on the planet. I probably should have said that at the top of the show, but I forgot this time. Sorry, chalkboard. Um, But yeah, episodes presented by those boys at chalkboard. It's been a lot of fun. We have uh, around 250 people, 250 animals in the group chat right now. We are having uh, just about as much fun as DJs in life right now. So uh, go join that group chat with us and uh, cut up with us. Yeah. Yeah. Give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube. Do all those fun things that make us really happy. And uh, leave us a review if you feel like it. Love Good you guys. One. All the guys at 161st Street, I just have two words for you. See ya.